the IPF World Championships are upon us. Gentlemen, we're going to be previewing the men's division. And obviously, for anybody listening, if you're living under a rock, the USAPL was suspended. However, some of the big guns have made their way onto the USVI team. And some of the biggest names from the US will be at the World Championship. So fret not. Let's start with the smallest weight class and work our way up like we did with the women's. The 59 kilo class is essentially the Sergei Fedoshenko show. It has been as soon as he entered the scene and probably will be until the day he retires, it looks like. Um, who wants to go first on this in terms of this preview, which might be a pretty easy one to preview? I got this one. So I got Sergei coming in first. He's a beast. I mean, 59 kilo goat for sure. Um, I have uh, Evgeny coming in second, also from ROC. And then in third place, honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Like these guys are ghosts. <laughs> I, I, I can't find much on them at all. So I'm just kind of going to leave that open-ended for, for right now, but I, I feel pretty solid with my first and second choice. I think we're probably all on the same page here. Did anybody find anything on these other lifters? Yeah. Okay, Arian, step up, my man. Um, yeah, so for, I guess I'll start from bottom up. For Merdad Zafari from Iran, I found him in open IPF. It's just that, um, though, uh, going farther back, he had done Belarus 2017 Worlds and bombed out. But then more recently, he just did that, uh, that Iranian championship where, like, Ukrainian stuff came in July, and he did a 535 there. So that's a, you know, legit total and the 530 listed there he did 535 in the meet um i don't know how much more he has in him the um avengeny from roc i found him as well he did a meet five months ago 565 made weight everything like that so he's listed as 565 that looks legit the tough part that came for me was finding the guy from libya awad ali naji uh i don't know if you guys found anything the only thing i found was a ali naji um who didn't meet in Algeria. So it's possible that that could be him. I think he's listed as Lebanon and open IPF, but they recently started listing the countries for our lifters and maybe they have the wrong one, but this total is also from 2017. He did 580 in the 66s. So he's listed as 580, but a different weight class and from 2017. So I don't know if maybe he hasn't been competing. Maybe he failed a, failed the drug test coming back off a of suspension. And he's just using that total. Don't really know other than there is an Ali Naji with a total there. So I kind of had to go with like, you know, what, what Bill said is like, it's a little bit up in the air, but I went, you know, Sergey Fiasinko one, uh, Evgeny number two. And then I took my uh, Persian brother, Mehdad Zafari, number three. My Persian brother. It's a little bit hard to tell if that's even the same person, right? Like those are, I don't know about the the name as a whole, but individually those names are very common. Um, and so like, you know, different weight class years ago, different country, like adjacent, but different country. Like it's, is it the same person? Like, is it, is it, is it a different person with a very similar name? Like, uh, yeah. So I, I haven't been able to find anything. That's it. I didn't look too hard because this is going to be the Sergei Fedosenko show, right? Like dude's going to win by like 40 kilos. Um, this is going to be much like the 76ers where, where we're talking about how much does he win by not does he win? Um, and so, yeah. Uh, and Evgeny seems like a, like a good pick for second as well. And then uh, from there on out, it is an absolute mystery. Um, <laughs> like uh, 
it has happened before that Sri Lanka has nominated lifters who have ended up not make, not making it. They've been caught at uh, the border or, or some other thing. Um, so like, do they do they show up? Do they put up a total? Are their totals legit? I have no idea. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, uh, but it's gonna be the Sergei Fedosenko show. Yeah, I just hope like Sri Lanka doesn't show. I hope they do show up and like Libya shows up. So like, there's at least seven guys in the class and not ends up being like four guys in the class. You know what I mean? Mm. That would be pretty rough on the lifters. At least it's the 59s and 66s together for that session. Speaking of, we'll do. Oh, is it okay? That's good. So that's a nice segue because I have the exact same as you guys and I couldn't find anything. So I'm going, Sergey. It would have been him even if you found something on anybody else. Let's be honest. But um, his countryman is probably going to come in silver and God knows who's going to come in bronze, whoever ends up being legit. Um, apparently the Iranian looks the most legit. Uh, so Arian's Persian brother, as he said, so the 66 is though, we got some, we, we know the goods in 66 is not all of them, but we know some of the goods in 66 is, and this would have been, obviously we're missing Daniel Clements and that hurts because Daniel was the number one nomination, but it wasn't like he was a far and away lead. This was always going to be a tight race, and it still is. Pena, the leader of the French Revolution, is now the number one nomination. And uh, he would have told you he, he would have been number one anyways. And he did. He came on the podcast and said, it doesn't matter what Clements has as deadlift. I'm going to be number one. Well, Clements isn't there, so we won't have the opportunity to prove that against Clements. That's tough because you're going to have naysayers talking. However, guess who is there, fellas? Two-time 66-kilo world champion, Mr. Perfect, Sergey Glatkik from Russia, as well as Eddie Berglund, uh, who, representing Sweden, previously, as we had said on the other podcast, bombed out last time there in Sweden and is looking for sweet redemption as the world championships return to Sweden. We also have a lifter from Libya. Don't know too much on it there. Fellas, where do you guys want to pick up? Uh, I guess I'll start on this one since uh, I found this guy as well. And um, what he came up in open IPF is just the African championships from 2019 at 585. I'm talking about Ahmed uh, Al Darwaj. So he's Best me from two years ago is 585 and he's listed as 680. So has he really put on that much in two years or is this like, you know, they're putting some kind of number in there just to be higher up on the list. And he's really going to get maybe like last place in that class, which kind of went with my research with the 59s with the Libyan lifter that I don't think he's going to get second. That's why I had the other guys at two and three and he'll be, you know, fourth or, or below. So I think uh, the guy from Libya, Ahmed is going to be out of it. Um, I looked up, the Iranian guy as well. He did that recent meet in July. He did 617.5. So I think he'll be out of it as far as the top three. I think he'll just fall into fourth place. Uh, Ahmad Reza Baba Ahmadi. Sometimes I have trouble with these names too. Dog, so, then, so then it comes down to the battle of the three. But, you know, Eddie, again, is the odd man out with the deadlift. And his bench is always, you know, hit or miss. It depends on whether he passes out or not and what happens with it. So I think he, with his 677, um, two years ago, maybe he'll improve on that, you know, 685 or 690 or something like that. I think he'll just sit in third place because of that deadlift. Sergey, you know, one of three men to have done a 700 kilo total or above, but that was two years ago. He's gone down since then to 668 and then back up to 687. So is he trending back up now that he hit the 687 five months ago? I think he's trending back up. I think he can get the 690, 695. 
but I think our boy Panna is going to put it together. He did, you know, 696 this year. And then he also did the 707, not cutting weight, and then 688 in his last meet. So I think he's poised to be in that 690 to 700, whatever it takes, pull for the win. So I got Pena first, the uh, Sergey Gladkick second, and Eddie Berglund redemption third. Rory, you agree with that, sir? Yeah, I do actually. Um, yeah, so I've got I've got Eddie Berglund in third. Like 677.5 is a is a is a great total. Um, hard to tell where he's at based on his Instagram account. It's mostly videos of him uh, doing weightlifting or photos of him holding fish. Um, like like he did bomb last time, and but but depending on whether he hits or misses with his bench, he could be anywhere between DQ'd and like have the biggest subtotal by far, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the Libyan guy. I think he's probably not gonna make the podium. I, I suspect that that number is fake. Um, Sergey Gladkick uh, did six eighty seven point five in May in May and a meet in uh, Vladivostok, um, and. Typically what's happened is he's um, hit like a decent total in the Russian Classic Championships sort of around that time, April, May, um, and then done slightly worse in Worlds, like not, not long after. Um, so like based on that trend, even though that he has done 700 before, like I think it's probably more likely that he comes in somewhere in the 680 to maybe 690 range than to come in in the 700 range again. Um, and I think uh, Panna could quite quite feasibly come in somewhere between sort of 695 and low 700s potentially. Um, I think he's his lifting style is probably probably a little risky. Um, like the the 15 second grinds is is sort of tough on your body, particularly when you're doing multiple of them. But he also trains like that, and so that's that's reasonable evidence that he can sustain that throughout an entire day. Um, so I think it's Panna but I don't think it's going to be like a walk in the park. Like he's actually going to have to hit. He's actually going to have to make attempts. Uh, otherwise, otherwise Sergei is going to take it. Bill, what are you saying? Yeah, you'll see it completely different actually, which is not <laughs> like, unlike me, I guess. Right. But um, I have Eddie winning. I got Sergei coming in second and I have oh. Panna coming in third with the bronze. Holy shit. Okay. That Do you is want to totally... explain? Yeah. You're going to have to tell us. Yeah. I mean, Eddie's hit a 221 bench before, so. You know, he's nominated with a 200 bench on there. So let's meet halfway and go with 215, whatever. Um, squats trending up. His deadlift, he, you know, if he makes the third deadlift, he's going to be up in that 700 range. Um, I think Pan is going to have to pull for the win. And it's kind of the same thing again. He's not going to settle for second place. He's going to pull the win. And yeah, that's what I got. Fair enough. Uh, you're right. The Berglund bench listed is somewhat conservative and he is a young kid and, and we can only assume it's, it might've even gone up. So who knows? It, it is, it's, a, he's such a volatile total, especially with the bench. If he could get his benches in who, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, having said all that, I think like when Penna came on this podcast, he had me believing, I think he's right. I think the powerlifting gods favor him. And I think he's going to be first. And um, already we're seeing signs that the powerlifting gods are favoring him. And uh, I, I think this is Penna's year. I mean, the man, he's capable of a 707. When he hit that and he didn't cut weight, it wasn't like he was way over either. Um, so I don't know what we're going to see out of him. It obviously depends how close Gladkick can make this. If Sergey can keep it tight, Penna's got to be conservative. If Penna has us locked up by the second deadlift, and he can yellow his third, 
And my God, when that young man yellows, well, you're in for a treat because literally it's like a 30 second grinder. But if he's shooting for something big, like he wants that 700 kilo total as a 66 at the IPF worlds, which we haven't seen yet, maybe he's going for something like that. Um, so I do think it's Pena. I think it's Sergey second. And I think it's Berglund bronze, but I do see um, Bill's pathway and it's not, it's obviously within reason. Let's move along to the 74s, gentlemen. Taylor Atwood is not going to be in here. It has nothing to do with any politics. Um, it has nothing, it has nothing to do with any anything anybody's gonna guess. Um, just like real life stuff comes up, and uh, and that's what it is. It's on his private life end, and uh, he's keeping his cards close to his chest, and I respect that. So we'll keep it like that. But Taylor's not there. We do have though, instead of look at let's be honest. Taylor at the U.S. Raw Nationals, it was Taylor and then everybody else. And then um, Taylor at the IPF Worlds, it would have been Taylor and everybody else. We know it. The guy's probably biggest competition is a weight class up. But with Taylor gone, while we're robbed of seeing Taylor put together something truly special, it does become a whole lot tighter. Having said that, how do you guys think this happens? probably take this first. I'm going to say some controversial stuff just to oh, uh, stir the pot a little bit. Um, so I've, I, I grabbed the first seven guys off this list because they're reasonably like closely packed. Right. Um, so a few of them, I couldn't find anything for. So I'll skip over them super quickly. Um, there's do you do you maybe um, from Mongolia, 690 can't find him anywhere. Um, possibly he's competed in other weight classes or other federations, or maybe his, his results just haven't made it into open IPF. Um, is uh, Jakub Onal from Turkey, similar, same total, similar, can't find very much about him. Um, and Dawid Korka from, uh, Korka maybe, from Poland um, at 703. And again, can't find much about that. Um, that's okay. We've got uh, Riccardo Angelini from Italy, uh, hit a six, uh, nominated at 690, but he did hit a 700 last year, which was a small PR over, over his previous total more than a year before that. Um, can't see much training, but based on that trajectory, like he probably doesn't have much more than sort of low 700s unless something drastically has changed for him. So I'm picking like something like maybe a 710 for him, which probably doesn't put him, which like puts him close enough to be a threat, but probably not actually in the running for for, for podium. That's what I think for him based on uh, absolutely nothing. Um, and then we start getting into the interesting stuff. So um, Yakov Ionin, maybe, uh, Kazakhstan. So he has actually totaled 727 in uh, 2019. Can't tell where his 720 came from, which is what he's nominated with. Um, but he has officially totaled more than that, at least. Um, haven't seen a meet since 2019 for him. And there's no training videos. Um, so again, we're sort of looking at, at that and going, okay, like he hit 730-ish two years ago. Has he been able to train? Uh, has he been competing? Like we, we have no idea, right? Um, but he could be again, like in the sort of 720, 730 range. So I'm saying him third, but only based on his historic performances, not because I have any particular insight as to where he is at the moment. Um, Paul, not going to attempt his, his surname as, as very French, um, and I have a dumb English tongue. Um, but so he totaled 725 recently in July. He went his, his first ever nine for nine, and it was a stellar day. And that was only about four weeks ago, right? Uh, sorry, six weeks ago, maybe. So based on that, I, like, I don't think he's going to hit another like stellar day where he hits another massive PR total on top of that again, which leaves Alexander Eriksson from Sweden coming first. Um, oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, so I'm picking Alexander Eriksson to come first. 
hasn't competed since 2019, like most of the Swedish lifters where he totaled uh, 717. Um, his training's looking really good, but he does that sort of uh, Norwegian inspired, like DMR Wolf style training where he does like relatively high reps and relatively submaximal. You know, a lot of the stuff that we can see from him is sort of in the four to six rep range at sort of RPE six or seven. And it's really hard to look at that and go, okay, based on your set of pause squats, four pause squats at RPE seven, like I think you can squat this, right? Um, but it is looking very good aside from some questionable lockouts on his deadlifts, which I think he's going to need to watch out for. There's nothing worse than locking out a deadlift or not quite locking out a deadlift, thinking you've got it and then losing it based on based on a, a, a bad lockout. Um he had a quite good bench PR and training 33 weeks ago at RPE six. And he's since not posted a single bench video, which makes me think that his bench is fucking blowing up and he's hiding it from us. Um, so I think Alexander Eriksson is going to total in the seven thirties. And I think he's going to win. I also really like that. His name fits perfectly into the uh, Alexander Hamilton uh, line in the uh, Hamilton soundtrack. Okay, well, that got weird at the end. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you had us in the first half. Well, I will say for Yakov, um, in April he posted a a meet recap. Um, he he did a seven thirty, and it was a seventy four. So uh -huh. I don't know if that changes anything for you, Rory. It sounds like you think Alexander's probably going to be a little over seven thirty, but Yakov has hit as recent as April a seven thirty kilo total. So that kind of I. Let me let me say mine anyways. I usually go last, but let me just say I've had a hard time with the 74s, and here's why. Alexander has not posted a total in two years, and I don't know where the fudge he is. And like Rory said, his training does not show you where his top end might be due to the volume and how quickly he's hitting his lift. So I don't know where Alexander is. I know as a junior, he's an absolute stud. And then since the Open, we haven't seen him at the Worlds in two years and I, I got no clue. I'm totally flying blind on Alexander right now. Um, so I don't know where to put him. Yakov at 730 would actually put him in, in the lead in terms of the nominations, not by much. And then Paul from France, and France got shooters, at 725, relatively recent ago, and that was by far his best performance. So how much more is he going to put on a 725? And Yakov from April has a 7.30. So now Yakov is looking like he's got it. However, if we're looking at the deadlifts, Paul's got a sizable chunk ahead of everybody else with a 308 deadlift. I mean, we're talking 18 kilo ahead. He is pulling last. What is his top end on that if he's pulling for the world title? This is the toughest for me. I have no idea where Alexander is. Yakov is probably around 7.30-ish. He's in his 30s, and he's been floating around 7.30. But then Paul is a young guy on the upswing with a monster deadlift, and he's going to load up for the win, I assume. I, this is by far the toughest one for me, and I have the least information with these fellas. I was going to say our, our boy Rory slacking on the research. Uh, but before I get into that, I was going to say, yeah, this is probably the weight class on the men's side that takes the biggest hit by like a U.S. lifter not being there, by Taylor Atwood not being there, and some other lifters from other countries that aren't coming. But the other thing is it makes it interesting now that there's four guys over 700 kilos and then three guys sitting at 690. You're like, 
crap, who, who's going to win this? Like for any other places, like who's going to be able to put the numbers together and have the experience to pull it off. So just going real quick through the names that Rory said, uh, Duvjit from Mongolia, his last meet he did as an 83, he did 697.5. That was at the Iranian meet in July. Next guy, uh, Ricardo from Italy. He was a junior lifter. He aged uh, up into the open. He didn't meet in 2020. He did 700. So I think those guys will be further down the list. They won't quite be in the battle. You have uh, Jakob. All I see is from February this year, he did a 673. So I think he's going to be kind of low as well. He'll be out of it. Uh, Dawid, he didn't meet last year at 680. So I think he's going to kind of be out of it as well. So then it comes, of course, down to the three guys, Paul, Yakov, and Alexander. I saw Yakov with that uh, 730 as well. So he did the 727 two years ago. Now he's sitting at 730. Um, they all kind of look like grinder attempts. He's got nothing left yeah. in him. So I think he'll be right around there, maybe drop off a little bit from traveling and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Alexander Erickson, you know, he's at that 717 two years ago. His numbers and training look like he's around that same thing. Like, you know, training is going well, but he's not estimating to anything really huge in the squad and deadlift. And like Rory said, there isn't much bench training there. Um, so I think he might still be around that same area, 717. I don't think he's going to put anything huge, like 750 or anything like that. And then for Paul, we do have that recent number from three months ago, 725. But he's another junior who just aged up. His numbers have been blowing up. You know, in February, he did 687.5. And then in July, he's doing 725. His Squandell for looking good in training. He's another guy who's not putting up a lot of bench. He puts up like, you know, two count pause bench for reps as his bench videos. Um, he's got the biggest deadlift. I think he'll put whatever he needs on the bar to win. So I'll kind of stick with the nominations and I'll go Paul first place, put whatever he needs, pull for the win. Yakov second and Rory's boy, Alexander Erickson in third. I just don't know. I don't know yeah, if it's... So Bill? Sorry, Bill. Sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I kind of see it a little bit differently. So I have Yakov in first, Alexander in second, and then Paul coming in third. And I think there's gonna be a pretty decent gap between Yakov and Erickson, and then Paul coming in third place. So I think there's gonna be a battle for first, and then Paul kind of just sitting in third place. So you uh, must think Kazakhstan. Paul, you must think Paul's gonna like. So what do you think? Yakov? Yeah. So I think I think with his 725, I think he'll probably be 15 ish kilos short something like that um and that's with him already hitting that big 308 deadlift and getting that 725 so i think that um you'll see um yakov and uh, alexander erickson in the you know 740 ish range i think probably about see this is where i've had it tough because i think yakov is near his top end at 730 um and he's been in he was yeah and he's been in the game for a while so i don't know he's getting old well, I wouldn't say he's getting old, but I wouldn't say he's been improving a heck of a lot. Yes, he was knocking off the, uh, the the ring rust, bro. Come on, it was coming off of COVID. Twenty seventeen, he did seven twenty. So he, he's floating around seven thirty. He did seven thirty this year, and I think he's going to be good for seven thirty. Um, and that's where I think he's at. Paul, mm. I think seven twenty five was his top end though, and even though he's got a monster dead. How much more on that dead does he have? Does he have another five kilo? I think that'd be the tipping point. I think th I think kind of like Bill was suggesting, 308's a monster dead, but you can't just keep pulling yourself out of danger. Five kilo is no joke. That's definitely a tipping point when you're at the top end. So I don't think he supplants Yakov um, if Yakov can put together a 730. The biggest piece for me is Alexander. And this is where I think I disagree with Arian 
where Arian thinks Alexander sticks at 717.5. Alexander, I think, has been working with RTS. Uh, he, at least he was previously. And I don't see him sticking and not improving in the last two years, especially he just got out of the juniors two years ago. And the last two years, he's been operating in the darkness, but I can't think he's now in the open, still putting up his junior totals, working with who he's been working with. I just can't picture it. So operating in the darkness. Uh, well, I mean, it's true, man. He's off the grid in terms of, so I, I like we, on the platform anyways, like he's posting some videos, but it's tough to tell. So I can't picture him leaving juniors and not having approved upon 717.5. It, it's certainly possible. Cause like you look at Yakov's numbers some more and in 2017, he does a 720 in Kazakhstan and then does 715 at world. So drops off five kilos. Then he does a, 2018, he does 712 and a half in Mongolia and then comes to Sweden in 2019 and drops down to 697.5. So he loses 15 kilos there. So yeah, he's doing 730 now, but you know, he may drop off the 715, 710, and then uh, Alexander maybe just needs, you know, 720, 725 to secure second and put the pressure on Paul. And while Yakov, sorry, go ahead, Rory. I was gonna say another another point in favor of, of Alexander is like travel, right? home uh you know not hometown exactly but home country familiar food same time zone like all that stuff um it's not night and day difference like you know competing at home doesn't add 25 kilos to your total but it might make the difference between your your last day of locking out and your last day of not quite locking out right sorry what were you gonna say ryan exactly that i was gonna say while yakov looked better at home and and suffered when he traveled the the exact opposite for alexander he is at home now um I think that's going to be the tipping point for me. And I think I'm going to take Alexander. And I think afterwards we're going to be calling him Alexander the Great. You, I just you should... can't see this kid not improving upon a junior total now in the open, working with who he's working with, his training partners, Gustav Hedlund. I can't see this man. No improvement. And Andy's no, like in terms of like, well, cutting weight, traveling time zone. I think he's, he's, he's good on all fronts. He always has been, and he's in Sweden. So he's got all the factors. I think it's him. I think it's his time. Um, I'll go in with that. I'll say Yakov in silver and I say Paul in bronze um, only because I think Paul is closer to his top end. Um, you know what? No, let me switch that. I'm going to say Paul taking silver. I'm going to say Paul taking silver. That was French shooters. Because we want to why France got shooters. Also, I think Yakov apparently travel's been hurting him. I think you just talked me into that swap there. So I'll take Alexander the Great. Let's go into the 83s, fellas. We had said U.S. Representative Taylor Atwood was not going to be at this Worlds. But guess who is? The champ is here. Russell Orhe, 83 kilo kingpin, is returning to Sweden where he had won his first world title, looking to lock up his second world title. The rest of the class looks like they're all in the late 700s and looking to tip over into the 800s. Fellas, what do you see in this pool? I think this is the rest show, unless he doesn't get hit the depth in the squat, which hasn't been an issue this year. So that's been an issue in the past, but hopefully that's all, all good now. So yeah, I think, I mean, He's got to be the clear favorite in this and push the world record up a little bit higher in the squat and the um, total. I think that's probably his main goal in this and best lifter overall. Um, I also like um, 
Nikolai from uh, Kazakhstan uh, coming in second place. And then the former world champion who's listed down the line a little bit, Alexei Kuzmin coming in third place for the bronze. He's got the pedigree. He's been around forever, been competing in a long time. And he, um, again, he's, he was one of the, one of the few 83 world champions from the past. So I can see him putting up uh, uh, a good enough number to, to come in third here. Arian, what are you saying, dog? You you look like you're shaking your head. You're upset. You're offended. I I don't like Bill's picks. I wasn't even gonna mention Kuzman, but since he mentioned him, I'll pull him up. Yeah, you know his best total was seventy-seven point five, but you know that was back in twenty seventeen. He's been trending down since then. His most recent one was five months ago, was seven forty. I don't know how much more he has in him uh, on that seven forty, um, but I wouldn't put him in the uh, battle. Uh, going a little bit above that from Hungary, uh, Asain Anaharo. He did, um, you know, at least on open IPF one meets listed there where he did that 752.5, but he did that monster 350 pull. I don't know how much more he has on him on that deadlift. Like it was difficult in the competition. Maybe he had a little bit more of him. Uh, maybe once he gets to top end, it becomes like a technical issue. So I don't know how much more he can try and push that deadlift to try and pull for like a third place or second place or first place. So that concerns me a little bit is like how much more could he possibly do? Um, looking at Giannis from France, his most recent meet was a couple months ago. He did 758.5, so a little bit above uh, Anaharo. Um, Emilio, um, his recent meet was from four months ago. He did 770.5, so I like that one. That's a legit total. It's recent, everything like that. He was on weight. And then I'm not Team Nikolai. He, uh, you know, he's listed there at 785. Then you go pull up his open IPF and it's 762.5 two years ago and 767.5. So it is two years ago, but you know, where's the numbers? I couldn't find anything on him on recent training. Um, you know, from 2019, you have the Kazakhstan championships listed. You have the Asian championships listed. Why didn't they post it up from 2020 or 2021 if those are legit numbers from a national or international competition? So it concerns me a little bit about Kazakhstan and Nikolai. So I was concerned with having him in second, but I don't think he'll drop off that much. The other thing just to mention is our boy, Caffway from Canada. Um, you know, like in uh, in other sports, they don't necessarily commentate on certain games who's going to win if they have some kind of bias, if they're like part of the team or something like that. They just kind of talk about how things are going to go. So we're biased. I'm not going to mention, you know, how his numbers are looking or what I think he's going to do. Just wanted to give a shout out to him. His training is going well. I think uh, he'll be uh, interesting in that weight class. But I end up going with, you know, obviously Russ being first. And I bumped up Emilio to second, and I bumped Bill's boy Nikolai with his fake total down to third. <laughs> um, and listen, for Kazakhstan, I, I'm not sure. So could you, could anybody find Nationals 2020, 2021? Because that's where maybe he would have 20 kilo to that. Like some of these places don't post up their totals, and you don't know. Like it could have happened, or even a less Nationals. What if he did that at a local Kazakhstan meet? Um, I mean, even even seeing it in an official meet and knowing the conditions that it would, was done under are like quite different things, right? Right. Like he may have done it in an official meet, like in a, in a local meet or something, but how was the judging? How was the equipment? How was the, you know, like some of that stuff can be pretty questionable when it's done, when we don't have videos, when we don't have the official score sheets, like, and so like maybe he did put up that legit total, but but under what conditions? 
Uh, yeah, I'll say this. Yakovs, I'll tell you, I've seen the videos. It looked legit, also from Kazakhstan. But then there's travel. Rory, where are you at with this? Uh, I mean, I think this is the Russell Wallhey show, right? Like, everyone else is fighting to get into the, the high 700s. Meanwhile, Russell's chilling in, like, the mid-800s. Um, so long as he hits depth, which I think he will after the time he almost bombed not too long ago. Uh, what was that? Nationals 2019. Yeah. Went one for three on squats, uh, basically on depth. Um, in my opinion, probably shouldn't have got the third one. He probably should have bombed. Um, but in his to his credit, he learned from that and and has been squatting deeper in training and, and seems to be doing really well on that front now. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, it's going to be the Russell Orhi show. He's probably going to push the world record total higher. Um, he might push the uh, squat world record higher as well, so long as he like holds that together. Um, Kafui, I think, is probably going to hit something in the 760s which depending exactly how fake Nikolai's total is could actually put him in contention for third place, but I'm picking him for more like fourth. Um, and then I would, would say probably, probably Nikolai third, Emilio second. And then of course, Russell 60 kilos ahead or whatever the hell. And, uh, and first. Okay. So we all agree. Russell's going to take this. I obviously am thinking Russell's going to take this um, barring anything crazy. Like his training has been looking absolutely phenomenal. So unless travel gets him and he's not feeling amazing traveling across the world and he plays the conservative, I also think he's going to post up some world records, probably in squat, probably in total. And we're going to see a hell of a show from Russell. It looks like he's going to show up and show out. In terms of my second place, I know you guys were humming and hawing whether or not Nikolai was legit. Should Emilio subplant him? Let me tell you what's actually going to happen for second place. <laughs> Love the confidence. King Calf. Very brave of you. King Calf is going to show up. And uh, he's taken second. And a 760 total, my friend, that total you're seeing on Calf, we is two years old. So a seven and a half kilo jump in terms of gains on Calf, we for two years. And I know the training he's put in, it would be a really, maybe, but that would be a really low end. I think we're pushing much closer to an 800 kilo total. Um, just looking at his deadlift alone, I saw him smoke a 750 pole, which is 340 kilo. And he hit it with ease. Um, I don't hope I'll, I think he posted this. So hopefully I'm not giving insider information, but all I'm going to tell so which if you're looking at his numbers, it's way over. His numbers are going to blow up. Caffrey's about to blow this up. And I have him for a silver. Um, yes, that's my man's. That's my boy. Literally my homeboy. We're from the same hometown, not just the same nation. My friend in real life, not just, I see him like on a regular basis, um, uh, full disclosure, but I'm telling you, it's not one of the situations where I'm saying this cause he's my friend. I didn't do this last time when he was at the world championships. I told you he's not going to finish on the podium, but he's a threat for a world record. He didn't finish on the podium, but he took the world record deadlift. Um, I'm telling you this time, he's a threat for the podium. And I think it's going to be the silver, if not the bronze, but I'm going to pick him for the silver. Now, here's why I'm not entirely sure. After Russell, I don't. I think we're all a little bit unsure is because Nikolai is a bit of a question mark. And Emilio, I'm going to take Emilio for bronze um, just because I, I don't know the confidence in Nikolai. Maybe he hit this and it was legit. But if his total dips like Yakov's dips when he travels, let's just do that. Let's just say that Yakov's lifts were legit in Kazakhstan. I've seen them. 
but it drops when he goes to the worlds, not because they're it's tighter, but because travel impacts him. Let's just do that for Nikolai and split the difference. He's going to finish behind Emilio. And from what I know about Kafwi, he's going to finish behind Kafwi. Okay. And Kafwi, the only person who's out deadlifting Kafwi come this world championships is going to be Enna, who is an absolute monster deadlifter. Enna, I don't think is going to end up on the podium, but he could. And um, if nothing else, though, even if he finishes off podium, I think we could see the biggest 83 kilo lift in history coming from Anna at the IPF World Championships. And that serves no to be said um, because he'll he'll post it up. You know, he's unfortunately, he'll... unfortunately, Anna is a deadlift hero, right? Like he's probably going to have barely 400 on on subtotal. Um, and that just that just hurts. Like Ariane said earlier, like there's only so many times you can only so far you can pull yourself out of danger right so needs to needs to get that bench up it's the only one with a 140 bench bench in the lineup ah uh, sorry there's one guy right at the bottom with a 132 as well right and I was I was trying to keep our boy Kafui under wraps man and you're just letting kid. everyone don't matter kid it's coming and, and everyone's gonna know it's coming well, as soon as as soon as it starts and they see his openers they're like all right my man, what I think is funny done. though is like obviously this this class has some deadlifters in it Oh, yeah. Some big deadlifters in this class. <laughs> yeah. So like just going off of nominations, Cafway, who's had the world record before, right? He had it for one minute. Like <laughs> yeah, a minute. But right. But he literally is ranked fifth in the deadlifts. Yeah. 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 But it, that's that's what I was gonna <laughs> So like legitimately he could be first in deadlifts, or I mean probably second. I mean, or he yeah. could be fifth or sixth in deadlifts, depending on how it plays out. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's what I was gonna add crazy. in there that not only is a battle for second and third place. But they all have monster deadlifts, and they're all right next to the world record, which is 331 held by Giannis. He just recently hit it. So he's at 331. Emilio's at 330. Cafe, former record holder, at 326. But also, Anaharo's at there at 350. I don't know. I don't know what happened at Anaharo's last meet, but he missed 320 in his first, retook on his second, and jumped from 320 to 350. So it'll be interesting to see what his attempt selection is now at the meet. Will he like chip the record on his second? And then all those guys will try and chip that record on a third for placing. Because why do the two and a half when you can just do half a kilo to go up on the placing? And then Anaharo maybe trying to, you know, further it up on the third. Or will he open up with the world record and go, you know, yeah, 331.5, 345, 355 or something like that. And then none of those guys can chip it. And then it just comes two and a half kilo jumps for second and third place. Here's what I think is going to play out, to be honest. And this is the only thing that bothers me is that, um, and this is where I'm going to show him a bit of a homer here towards my boy Caffey, but it is what it is. Um, Inoharo probably is going to take the deadlift world record and is going to have the biggest deadlift today. I think Caffey could have used that chip if it was in play to, to help lock up that silver, if it's a super tight race, which I think it's going to be. Whether it's a silver, he's going to be battling for silver or bronze, and that's going to hurt. Inoharo in the field is going to hurt, and I don't think anybody's out pulling Inoharo. So I think he's just, going to take that freaking chip out of the question in terms of these guys battling for their medals and that does not serve king calf however um i'm telling you what, what i'm telling you dog <laughs> this these numbers are not his numbers um i've already seen them it is what it is so everybody's last, been training ryan everybody's yeah. been training bro L last thing these i was going to say ryan is is make sure your boy king calf just weighs in light he weighed in light last week last meet 
Make sure he's naked, no jewelry on, nothing, man. As light as possible. So, exactly. Shave every bit of hair. I will personally shave this kid. All right, he's coming to book naked. Don't worry about that. So, there's the picks. Uh, it is. It is going to be an interesting battle, man. It's going to be historic. Go ahead, buddy. The last thing I was going to add, I, I forgot that I looked it up. If you go to Goodlift and you click on Bill's boy Nikolai's profile, he competed at the first Classic Worlds in 2013 and failed his drug test. Bill, he is a cheater. Oh, wow. Right. He's, again, you got to pay attention to these things. He had all that time off, right? All that time off in between COVID going on. Ain't nobody showing up for OMTs, bro. Oh, geez, Jesus. We're now predicting stuff like this. But, um, but anyways, listen. The 83s, we're going to see probably world records in the squat, probably world records in the deadlift, and probably world records in the total. And you're going to see, if not a battle for gold, you're going to see a hell of a scrap for the second and third. It will be entertaining stuff. So I'm looking forward to the 83s. Moving on to the 93s, fellas. Um, Jonathan Keiko is going to be at the world championships. I couldn't be happier that my man made it. It, it was looking like, like he had a hell of a story where absolutely gutted with COVID because he was the U.S. national champion. COVID comes, can't go to Worlds. And then with the suspension. Now, we had him on the podcast, and nobody who listened to that podcast and listened to his story and everything he went through to get this far didn't feel for this kid because there's some of these people that have already been to the world championships and won world titles, and it sucks even if they can't go to possibly repeat, but it hurts a little harder when a guy like Jonathan, a good kid, and twice gets denied and doesn't even a chance to show up for the first time. I couldn't be happier. My man made it to the US VI team and has an opportunity. Now, what version's gonna show up? We I think personally he's capable of a 900 kilo plus, but he had said travel time zone change, these things affected him previously, and that was within the US. It's going to be only greater now. The travel's greater. The time zone change is greater. The stress is going to be much, much greater. Um, but if I'm completely honest, I think on his lowest day, Jonathan should still lock this up because my man showed heart and plenty of it at the U.S. Raw Nationals, um, leaving it literally all on the platform and hit the last deadlift with his body cramping up, broke down in tears. I think no matter what, he's coming off with the win. It doesn't matter who shows up. I don't think there's a 93-kilo lifter alive that could beat Jonathan Keiko. Um, I'll go on the record and say that on – In on this meet, in, in this competition. In, uh, you know what? In, is there one in the On world? that day. I mean, literally, he, he beat Gav Aiden by half a kilo. So it's like – yeah, talking, like but, but let me say this. Uh, so this is the reason why I say this, and I love Gavin. But I think on his worst day, when he was the most vulnerable, he emptied the tank and proved that even on his worst day, he'll do whatever he has to to lock up the win. I think that's what my point, this is what I'm trying to say is, I think we saw his worst possible and he showed, I will, I will leave it on the platform. You can't beat me. I feel that from this kid. Sorry. Enough, are we though. saying his raw nationals is his worst day possible? That's what I think Brian's at this saying. point. At that's this what Ryan point, I think that's what trying to get across. He's saying with the traveling and everything like that, and you know, getting into Florida and why? What do you? I think? mean, dude, man, still went nine for nine, right? Like, 
like, yeah, it wasn't a PR total, but calling it his worst day feels like, like, a, like an overstatement came... of how bad it was. No, but and when then when Bryce up... Lewis and and um, Ashton Raska coming down two to ninety three to chase them, okay. There's not a 93 on the planet, but they're not well, 93s. You can't. Well, all right, listen, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait till they're back. When Bryce is officially oh, in 93. Now you want to wait. <laughs> yeah, no, right. But, <laughs> well, they're not even 93s. We can't make up things. Let Bryce well, be well, a 93. Let I'm sorry. Who just said we can't up. make up things? But, dog, <laughs> God, listen, God, guys, let's, I make it up something by saying somebody called Jesse Norris right quick. Oh my God! Let, let's let's bring it back. I I know we made the little uh, prediction during the, the women's prediction as far as uh, Leah's total compared to other weight classes. Let's do a prediction here and go around. Who's gonna total more at Worlds, Gavin or Jonathan? Or Gustav? I'm just saying between the two Americans that went at nationals. Rory, you go first. Uh, no, I'm not playing this game. You got Gavin, to- Gavin totals more. Oh, that's soft. That's soft right. money. You can't make fun of me. And All right, Ryan, up. make your pick. I think Keiko. I think Gavin. I think I Gavin think- could, though. I think Gavin's going to go all out. Like he, This might be like his only worlds he does. He's going to yep. go all out, put as big of a toll as he can. I think Jonathan, with everything, all the ups and downs and traveling and everything, that he's going to have enough of a lead. He's just going to cruise and, and get his first championship. Joey's not going to be there handling him. I think he's just going to cruise to a victory. He, well, but keep this in mind. So Gavin goes first. Do you think if, if Jonathan has a sizable enough lead, which judging off nominations and what I think – Keiko's top end is that you guys may or may not agree with apparently, but I think his top end is 900 kilo up. Do you think if he sees Gavin's, which he is going to see the total, do you think he tries to beat it? Well, yeah, because it's the world record, right? So do you think he tells himself, I want, I need to, if I'm far enough if it's ahead locked, of him, if it's locked up, he's going to go for the world record total. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it'll be locked up by the second dead, but he'll have already had to been trending before that to, to somebody beat. call Gustav and tell him Ryan doesn't uh, think he's gonna show up at the meet. That's all right, Bill, go said. start That's start doing I your prediction. <laughs> we we all made our picks. Now, Bill, let's go to the actual I didn't even make all my picks, but you go nobody ahead. made any picks. No, nobody we picked we picked we picked the Gavin versus Jonathan. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Okay, yep. yes, fair. And no, you know right. Rory didn't pick, and Rory has to pick because he jumped on me, so hey, I'm jumping fine. on him. Fine. I'm saying I'm saying Gavin. Mostly to stir up Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is all right. Let me just say this: as a current ninety-three, that, and this is what I said. This, it wasn't crazy. I think Jonathan is the number one ninety-three in the world. Now I don't think there's anybody. Uh, the, Bryce isn't a ninety-three yet. When he hits a ninety-three again and posts up, let me see it. Ashton did eight eighty-one point half last he's year. Not he's not 93 anymore though i'm Ryan, not saying all time it. i'm he not saying last all time. year i'm not saying all time i think currently alive as a current at 93s there's jonathan now i think the closest 93 is gavin and gavin's going to be there and is it is a storyline i know for fact gavin wants to show up and show out he wants to win the junior worlds post up a total that's bigger than the open and if he says adios afterwards he could say look at man i won the world championships and i had a total big enough to win the open world championships and that's that and he's good on it and it's damn is his training not looking good uh, gustav's done that too right he has and he's actually done it he hasn't like yet to do it three weeks from now <laughs> that's right you're right so you think what do you say looks like you want to say something who's, make, who's making a pick who's, who's making a okay pick? let's uh let's make some picks for the 93s uh, oh, for for worlds okay i'm gonna go first because i'm already talking 
So um, if you haven't looked at the nominations, what it is, is there's, there's Jonathan at about 880. There's a couple of Bulgarian dudes in the 840s. Uh, there's an Iranian dude at 820. Uh, there's Gustav the Swede at 812. And then there is seven people, oh, sorry, uh, five people between uh, 793 and 780. So looking at this, I, I do think Jonathan is, is the one to beat still. But even traveling within the US impacted his performance like a reasonable amount. Um, and this is going to be his first time competing internationally, at least that I can see on, on open IPF. And it's possible that I'm missing things, of course. Um, so I suspect that he is actually not going to put up the sort of 900 total that Ryan was talking about. Like, I think he's going to win, but I don't think he's going to come in with the, with another one of these stellar PR totals that we sort of like not expect from him necessarily, but that we have seen from him in the past. After that, it gets real interesting because there's two Bulgarian dudes, uh, Emil Krastev and Teodor Radev, um, who I can't find any information from other than totals from years ago that are like over 100 kilos lighter than this. So I think these are fake. No, um, Emil's, real, are, Emil's legit. Emil's legit. How legit? He no, he's straight up legit. I got his 847 and I've seen it. He's legit. Um, and Teodor is also, I think Teodor is also legit. So I would roll on this being, I would not look past them. Hold on one second. I could shoot you a meals. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to do that? And I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I actually think uh, Gustav is probably in a good position to go for a podium, to go for podium. I don't think he's going to be able to take out uh, Kaiko. I hope I'm saying that correctly because I think someone corrected me last time. Um, so his last total was 812.5, which like many of the Swedish lifters was 2019. It was two years ago now. Um, it's home ground. He's been tra his training is looking really good. I expect he's going to be going for something in the 830s. Um, so I think he's probably in, like, depending how legit that uh, the lift from Emil is that you've just, you just sent to me, I think he's probably a good pick for second or third. Um, and then there's this like tumultuous mess after that. And I'm really curious to see how that goes down. I'd like to see some people playing some real games to come fifth, you know, guys who are making fake openers and third deadlift changes um, so that they can move from seventh to sixth or sixth to fifth. You know what I mean? Um, normally we only see that sort of thing when people are fighting for podium position, but that's what I'd like to see in there. Um, and it's probably worth pointing out that uh, Ulan is, is in at 790. Um, I think he's just come up from that, from that. Is it, he's just come up from the, from the 83s. Um, yeah, so probably worth pointing him out as well. So that's well, pretty good considering he's going to be on the podium. So I'll oh, Jesus wet Bill. Um, so I'll I'll say so. Emil hit. Uh, he didn't cut. He was a ninety four point eight kilo. No water cut, but that's the smallest of water cuts, a kilo something. But he so it was eight forty seven point five. He had hit. Um, so I also want to say Gustav Hedlund's. 812.5 is like he has hit 842.5 two years ago in Sweden at the world championships. He can unload two years ago. He was an 842.5 when he had to unload and it was at the world championships in Sweden, the exact same scenario we're at now. So two years later, can he put on five to seven and a half kilo on his total? That's the question you got to ask yourself if you think he could bump past Emil and take a silver, or if you think he can't and is getting bumped off of Emil. Emil's legit, but we know what Gustav can do at the World Championships, and he doesn't have to travel or anything. I want you guys to consider that when you're doing your picks. 
I also want you guys to apologize what you said about Jonathan Keiko, but that's different. Okay, that's different. We'll move ahead. Um, so, uh, uh, I, I guess I'll go next and just roll with Rory and go against Ryan. Is that yeah? With 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 uh, Jonathan Keiko, we'll see how his training goes because, like you know, going into nationals, we look back at what his training numbers were going into the previous nationals, what his numbers were going into this nationals, and someone pointed out, hey, his numbers were actually lower. And what do you know? He totaled less. You know, there's a lot of other things going on, but it's going to be difficult for any U.S person to travel to uh sweden so the travel is going to be uh, difficult anyways we'll see how his numbers trend his coach won't be there maybe he just like you know kind of what Roy says just cruise like you know maybe do 865 875 nine for nine get that world championship that was taken away from you um emil krastov i didn't i couldn't find um those numbers but I, now you said it ryan i looked him up on instagram he legit did the 847.5 at 94.8 um so i see that as as legit but yeah, you have Gustav Hedlund, who's done the 842.5 in 2019 at Worlds. And then he did do the 812.5 in Europeans afterwards. His numbers were down, but, you know, he took a big jump on his deadlift, missed, took another big jump on his deadlift. So he left like, you know, 40 kilos there. I think he did like a 362.5 recently in training. So his deadlift looks like it's back up. The other numbers look good. His squat, he did, I think like a 340, like all out grinder in the gym recently. So his numbers are looking good. Um, as far as the other guys, the Teodoro guy, I couldn't find anything on him. His best total was 752.5. I'm not sure if he progressed the same as uh, his buddy Krastov. Uh, Mehdi, he did 800 back in 2017. And then he did that Iranian meet recently and did 780. So it seems like he's going to be out of the picture. My, my buddy uh, Tano, he did 793 recently. You know, pretty difficult um, as far as attempts. So I don't think... He's going to be in there. He might be able to hit 800, but I think he's kind of be out of it. I was hoping my buddy Carlos Peterson Griffin from Guyana, because he just did the Pan Americans, would be able to get in there and get on the podium. He did raw and equipped recently in Pan Americans, but he passed on a lot of attempts. He passed on his third squat both times. He passed on his second and third bench both times, and he passed on his third deadlift both times to save his energy for Worlds. So I think he has more in him on bench. I think he has quite a bit more in him on deadlift if you go look at that 330. But with the meals numbers being uh, legit, um, both uh, Emil Krastov and then Gustav Hedlund's numbers being legit, I guess Carlos is going to be the odd man out. So I have Jonathan as first. I'm going to put Gustav Hedlund as second, and then Emil Krastov as third. Bill, what you got? I got Jonathan in first. I have Gustav coming in second. But I do think that Gustav is going to be close to that Eight, somewhere in the, close to 870, I want to think. Holy like that. shit! Yep. I, I really think he's going to be pushing it that high. So if Keiko is off a little bit, I mean, but if he's off, he's 880, so he's okay, I guess, right? Yeah. Is what you're saying. But I mean, if he's off, it could be an issue. Um, uh, I think... There's a new basement, so to speak. Yeah. But, um, and then third place, I got to throw my my boy in there, Ulan. Um, Another cheat. Got, listen, listen. He's coming, man. He's coming oh, for him. fuck. If he coming does, for the too. podium. Listen, just load it up for him. He's coming for the podium. I, I don't even want to do the recap show if Ulan gets a bronze. Oh, this is going to be Ulan brutal. is coming for the podium. 
I'm telling I'm you now. Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> Coming up from the 83s to the 93s, throw that 790 out the window, bro. Throw it out the For window. For those of you who don't know, Yolan uh, filed a drug test a few years ago, which is why a few people are salty about his sort of general existence. In, he's also in, a world champion, isn't he, Roy? Oh, he's a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal powerlifter. Um, but he's but he but he did fail a drug test. Um, and so a few people are pretty like unhappy about that, including myself. Uh, and his numbers went down from 2017 to 2019, and he hasn't posted anything or done anything since. So who knows where his numbers are? Bro, <laughs> Kazakhstan got shooters, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Legit, his numbers that 790 is like an 83 kilo type of total. Like, I have no idea if he shows up a true 93 and is huge and he beat Brett Gibbs for the 83 kilo title. Sorry, Rory. I'm sorry, dude, but it had to be said. So okay, he, he can, he can upset people. All right. Let me give me my picks though. Um, I think Jonathan Keiko's got this. I do think on his worst day, his basement's still very high. He's, he's a hell of a, uh, of a lifter. And I think some of what he went through at us raw nationals, um, although he was talking about travel and time zone change impacted him, I think a bit of a learning curve and he can make some adjustments and learn from this and become a little tougher. It is difficult. Joey's not going to be with them. And he has said previously how much Joey influences just having like a big brother mentality with him around and taking care of things. And um, Joey's not going to be there. So hopefully it's not another learning curve here. Uh, but you know, it, the U S raw Nats, he still laid it all out and put up an 880 kilo total. And um, so I think it'll be good enough. I think Gustav Hedlund is going to be in the silver medal. Worry ends up, I got no flipping idea. 870 would be fantastic. Uh, but he's a young guy and he's won a silver medal before. He's been the world's before and he does have the advantage of no time zone change, no travel and all these things we're talking about that are going to impact Jonathan Keiko are not going to impact him. And then coming in in the bronze, I got our boy Emil who... Um, can, he's a certified legit 847 and he might work off that, but the 847 is somewhat recent. When I mean somewhat recent, I mean very recent. So I don't think he's going to expand a hell of a lot onto that, add some travel and whatnot. Um, he's probably going to be floating around there and I don't think he's going to nudge past Gustav Hedlund. So there it is. There's my one, two, three, and God help us all if Ulan pulls off an upset. The uh, the uh, world record also is at uh, 863. Sasha Stendabach just hit it recently. So it'll be interesting if with if Bill thinks like, you know, Gustav's going to put up some big numbers. Three guys total more than that. Gavin, Gustav, and Jonathan. I, I honestly think another side story, and it's interesting and it had to be said, is going to be whether or not Gavin can out total Jonathan Keiko because I, while I'm saying Keiko, I I'm picking Keiko because I, I truly believe his top end is, is really high. Gavin's an absolute freaking monster. And I know he wants to make a statement at the IPF world championships. And I know he's not just looking at the juniors. He wanted a rematch with Keiko and this is his rematch. Even if they're not in the same flight, believe me. So he's looking to, he's looking to post up and he's not going to be pressed he doesn't have Gustav Hedlund marching down on his heels here. So he's going to go, you know, post up whatever he thinks he needs to. Let's go to the 105s, fellas. And this is uh, essentially Anatoly's, I believe. I think we're all going to be on the Anatoly train here. 
Anatoly posted up, he, he did more than he did at the nominations. He posted up a 931. He's fresh into the 105. So for anyone who doesn't know Anatoly, he's a 93 kilo world champion. Um, I had a fantastic run at the 93s, moved up to the 105s. When he first moved up, hit up a comfortable 911 um, and has since been growing into the 105s, hit, hit up a 931 total. And I think like, I mean, his rate, he's putting on 20 kilo relatively quickly as he's grown into it. I don't know if he's going to put on another 20 kilo. If he does, holy smokes, he's, he's besting Ashton Rouska is all time best at a local meet. And, and Anatoly's got to do this at the worlds, which is obviously a lot tougher, but I think he's going to grow on that 931 difference being well, he traveled to uh, he traveled to Iran to do 931. Actually, he did do international travel, and he's not a, he's not unaccustomed to international travel nor world class judging. Um, so, anyways, I think this is Anatoly's to lose, but we do have the rest of the field, the rest of the podium to look at, fellas. What are we seeing here, Harry? You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I'll start off, I guess, with uh, Quarantine Clement from France. Uh, his recent total was. Did you call eight... him quarantine. Quarantine. Okay, sorry. I mean, you I call him that was a COVID times <laughs> slip up there. Let's go. Uh, eight sixty seven point five. So I think he'll, you know, he'll be up there around fourth place because uh, Ali Reza did the Iranian meet. He only did eight twelve point five. I don't know how difficult what it was, but it's a pretty big gap between eight twelve and eight sixty seven. So I think those will flip, and uh, quarantine will jump into fourth. Um, Actually, and the number I mistakenly said about the 362 is what actually what Emil Norling did. I mixed up my Swedish lifters. So it was Emil Norling who did the 362.5, I believe, Delif recently in training. The thing I'm concerned about with him is his latest Instagram post looks like he's having a kid. So if Bill knows most about that is that can mess up his sleep, that can mess up his training going into the meet. Um, and, you know, how much is he going to train in these next three weeks where he has to hit all the heavy lifts? So... I'm a little concerned about those numbers and how his training is going to go in. Um, but he has the 887.5 recently and a squat and deadlift are, are looking good since that meet two years ago. And uh, Levon from ROC is legit as well. That 900 was from five months ago. So it's hard to tell how much more Emil has put on in two years, but also having to deal with the kid versus Levon has that higher total, but it's more recent. Um, and I think, yeah, Anatoly just going to kind of run away with it. He can do whatever he wants as far as if he just wants to, you know, cruise and not push the records up too high so he can save them for future years, or if he just wants to like blow it out of the water. Uh, but I end up going with what's listed there. Anatoly first, Levon uh, Tavakalov second, and then Emil Norling third. Rory, how do you feel about this? I got the same as Arian. Um, like Emil, like, yeah, having a kid, uh, family commitments sort of takes a lot. On the other hand, he also did squat uh, 310 for four, like very comfortably. And I think that was a PR like just a few days ago. So it hasn't, doesn't seem to have yet significantly affected him. Um, and his total is like 2019, right? Um, so I, I think he's going to get a PR I, I doubt he's going to put on like the 40 kilos or whatever it would need to be to, to beat Anatoly. Right. And that's if Anatoly doesn't, doesn't improve even more. Um, Levon Tavakalov, um, like, yeah, 905 months ago, it was legit. Uh, like I expect he'll go probably go a little over 900, 
but given how recent that is, it seems unlikely that he's going to do like another 30 kilo PR on top of that. Right. So I feel like he's going to be reasonably comfortably and in, in, in second place. Um, and then and Anatoly is, is, is a freak, right. Dude's going to go over nine 30. Uh, from what I could see, it looked like he squatted three twenty for eight recently or something like disgusting like that. Like I, that's the kind of high rep sets that that don't even compute for me. Like what kind of 105 kilo lifter can, can squat 320 for eight? Like, that's disgusting. So yeah, I've got a meal to win that. Uh, Anatoly, you mean? Uh, sorry, uh, Anatoly to win that. Yeah. Uh, Bill? Yeah, I think Anatoly is a class here. Um, Tabakalov is probably a solid second place for me, I think. Um, Norling, I don't believe he's had the kid yet. I believe um his significant other is just pregnant so there's not that much of a loss of sleep or anything but there's also the worry of what's coming and all that kind of stuff too um but i'm actually going to put um clement from france in third place here and put emil down in fourth place um and then the uh iranian lifter um like arian said like he's just again it seems like a a, a padded total um, off of his last meet so i don't think he's going to be up in that 870 range at all so that's what i got okay so here it is i'm disagreeing with you fellas <laughs> not with anatoly obviously anatoly is going to show up and show out and let, let, anatoly previously um sometimes even if he's really far ahead depending on how his body feels he's won like the european championships against gustav headland no less and didn't even come out for his last deadlift if he thinks he doesn't have to. It depends where he's at. So guessing his total, I'm not sure. It depends where his body is. But he is so far ahead of his class. Nothing short of Ashton Rouska would be able to beat him. And even then, while Ashton might be a favorite, certainly if he was in the U.S., on the world stage, I mean, that would be a freaking close coin toss, especially with how quickly Anatoly, since moving into the 105s, has been pacing. Um, it sucks. We don't get to see Ashton versus Anatoly. And I think a lot of people from this side of the world aren't familiar with Anatoly, but people from around the world are like, holy shit, he's a, he's a monster. So some people who, who tune in, hopefully there's no American in this particular weight class. Ashton wasn't going ahead of time. He, he wasn't going to go, dude, I forget what he said. It might've been travel reasons or whatever, um, but uh, there was conflict. So he had to pull out. I hope some Americans still end up watching and get to see Anatoly though. Uh, so they are more familiar and he doesn't keep being overlooked. And when him and Ashton finally lock horns, uh, Anatoly's only going to be bigger as a 105. Um, it's going to be something amazing to see. So that being said, Anatoly, I think is a very safe 105 gold medalist pick, but I take Emil Norland as a silver medalist. Emil Norland's junior world championship that's what he that total is when he was a junior and he locked up the junior world championships i remember watching him coming out hitting his opener passing up his second and just telling his people load whatever i need for my third that's how fucking cocky this kid is and i remember i loved it he came out for his third essentially just passing up his second altogether and saying we're going all, all in on third and they're like, what do we put? Put whatever we need to hit. And then he came out on third, locked it up. By the time that deadlift was at his knees, he was already looking left to right, smiling and celebrating. That 887.5 is actually well beneath what he had as a junior. And I watched 887.5 was from the Euros. He or did the, uh, 
He did eight sixty two in Worlds when he was eight sixty. Okay, sorry. All right, God damn it, you're ruining it. Never ruin a good story with facts, Bill. <laughs> we talked about this, but um, it's still still as a junior though in, in the Euros. I think yeah. he's going to be. This is all pre pandemic, and I think he's going to be nine hundred plus. And I do pick him as my silver medalist. Um, we haven't seen his top end, and I think we're finally going to see it. And I think if I'm frank, he's going to need it to beat Levon uh, Tavakalov if he wants that silver medal. I think the biggest battle is going to be between Levon and Emil for that silver medal. And um, I think that's where the real show is going to be, as well as if Anatoly feels so imposed and he wants to really push his total We'll see what he could do when he goes full power at 105, because this will be his third showing at 105. There it is. Let's move on to the 120s. Uh, another American not in this one, Dennis Cornelius. Um, Dennis was somewhat humming and hawing whether or not he wanted what he wanted to do here. We all know he was injured at the U.S. Raw Nationals. Um, tossed around some ideas whether or not I I had said I. I don't think he's going to continue on as a 120. He is the 120 goat, but uh, I think cutting weight is is a bit of an issue. He's been getting injured, and um, I think his days as a 120 has moved on. That being said, if we never again see Dennis as a 120, and I don't think we will, I think we're going to see the crowning of the new champion and perhaps a new era in the 120s. And I think it could be Kokak of Turkey. What do you fellas think? And before you say, is he world-class? As a junior, he is the world champion. He's familiar with travel. It happened in Sweden. He's familiar with, you know, international judging and making weight and travel and the whole nine. He's not new to this, and it's the exact same country. He knows exactly same travel and time zone changes. What do you guys think? Bill, go ahead. You don't want my picks. All right. <laughs> so here we go. I think for a host of many reasons, I mean, Senk or, or um, how did, how is it pronounced? Is it Senk? Senk or Jank? I asked Jank, him, he's yeah. on the podcast. The guy's so fucking nice. He said, uh, yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. He, so his name is um, Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he was in Sweden 2019. He hit an 892 and a half. Um, it was a sloppy meet for the most part. I mean, like missing depth on squats and loose stuff on deadlifts and all he's all over the place. Um, he's definitely refined himself a lot better in his last couple of meets, but he's been at super heavyweight for all these meets. 127, 128, 129. Okay. So now he's also posted. I don't know, maybe two months ago, he like hurt his, his back or his quad. I forget exactly he what it was. Hammy, post. But, he has yeah. hamstring. He was like, you know, I'm out, I'm done, I'm hurt, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so obviously that's not the case. He's still on the nomination list. So hopefully he shows up. I, I, I don't see any, anything close to a 960 coming. That's listed on here because that was a, you know, a very heavy 129 kilo or whatever he weighed when he, when he did that. So anyway, I'm just looking at this list. This is probably one of the best classes here to watch because it's going to be very very close in my opinion um i like tony cliff to come back and win again here he just posted up like a 9 15 9 17 at the british nationals a couple weeks ago and it was you know sandbaggy ish so i think he has a lot more in the tank there 
Um, Konstantin uh, Musayev is a beast. That guy is a beast. I got him coming in silver. And then I have Bryce Krawcheck out pulling uh, Piotr Sadowski for third place. And I have Sank off the podium. Holy smokes. What do you think happens to Sank? Well, I just said, like, literally, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a huge weight cut. I think he, he injured his hamstring. And last time he was 120 kilos, he totaled 890 something. This is so a- these other guys are going to be in the 820s, 830s, and he's not going to be. 920s, up, 930s. Up there. I'm sorry, sorry, yeah, 920s, 930s. So you think, I think you, he'll be he'll be in the low 900s, I believe. So he'll oh, be like fourth, wow. fifth place somewhere in there. Could be. I mean, you're right. If it's the if the weight cuts brutal and he's injured, yeah. I thought, holy. Smokes. I hope I'm wrong. If he puts up like a thousand kilos and pulls 400, that'd be fucking awesome. Erie, what just, do you say, my I man? I just don't see it. I mean, with with Chank, it, it's yeah, it's just very volatile. Like he has to do the weight cut. How bad is the injury? Like, is he gonna like you know? wait and see if the injury is not, is not bothering him. He's going to put up big numbers. He'll show up. If the injury is bad, he just won't show up. Or will he come and try and do it injured? Um, yeah, I mean, at, at last time at Worlds, like, I think it was like he was running out of time on Della form-ups. He was like rushing through, doing one plate, two plates, and like kind of just rushed out there and did his opener. Um, the meat that he has from like his uh, home country, like on his Instagram is like, it's, I don't know. I guess, you know, certain countries don't always follow the IPF rules. It's like they're using the bench safeties for squad. And like, he doesn't have long socks on for Delph, like oiled up his legs and stuff like that. So like <laughs> it's different settings and stuff like that. Maybe the timing there, they give him a lot more time. He comes to worlds. He doesn't realize it's on a fast pace and everything. Um, so it's very volatile. He could put up a monster total or he could put up like, you know, a crappy total. Like Bill said, maybe do like, you know, 900, 905. 900 cra- crappy total. I love that. <laughs> I mean, from, from a 962 yeah, 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 yeah. to 900. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but I think he he has enough of a gap with his 962.5 and Tony Cliff's 920 that with the weight cut and with these other things, maybe he falls to 940, maybe he falls to 930, but he has that monster deadlift and he can pull what he needs to win. Going over some of the other guys, um, the guy, uh, Dimitri Lee from Kazakhstan, all I can find on him is bench worlds. I can't find a full meet on him. I couldn't really find him on Instagram and stuff like that. So I don't know. The 320 and 320 Squandella, if that's legit, or they just kind of put a number in there of what he thinks. So I think he's going to be pretty far down. I think maybe he'll be like seventh or eighth. Um, Dimitro Pavlik, uh, Pavlenko, he did a meet five months ago, 883.5. I think he's going to be in the mix. Um, Piotr Sadowski, I think he's going to drop down quite a bit because he did 895 two years ago. And, you know, three years ago, he did 900. So is his total just kind of sitting there? I couldn't really find anything um too big on him as far as numbers being up or anything like that um i don't know what this meet is that he did last year in 2020 where he weighed in and he has no numbers and on open ipf it says ns so i don't know if that just means no score if he just you know maybe got hurt warming up and didn't come so i think he'll drop a little bit but again he might be in the mix with the 895 you know in the top five um bryce krotchick i think is, is gonna try and make a jump up there the 877.5 was sandbagging the squat and deadlift so I think the squat, he could maybe do, you know, seven and a half to 10 more kilos. The Delph, he could do, you know, 10 to 15 more kilos and chip whatever he wants at that point for the placing. The bench potentially could be up because he said he hasn't been training bench. But on the flip side, he admits to it that he got very fast press commands at Pan Americans. And he might get very long press commands at Worlds. And so the 190 may not move much. But I think between, you know, if he gets 10 and 15 on squat and deadlift, he can shoot up into that. 900 range it just depends on what his top end is on deadlift um like bill said Konstantin musiev 
his numbers are looking good. Junior, his numbers are shooting up. He did, you know, 882 in 2020. He did 900 and five months ago. His train numbers are looking good um, as far as what he's putting up in the gym. Um, so I think he's going to be on point. His number is going to be up there. He's going to give a push on Tony Cliff, who's very consistent. He did 917 last meet, as best as 920. Uh, he's done like 912 and, you know, 917, 915 before. So I think he's going to be right in that range. So with all is said and done, I'm sticking with Chank for now for first. He'll hold him off. I'll go with T Tony Cliff right around that 920 range for second, maybe 925. And then I'm going Konstantin Musiev for third. I think he'll be somewhere just above uh, to hold off Bryce. Like, I think, you know, he could be 915 where Bryce would be 900. Um, I'll, I'll just say it. I have the exact same one, two, three as you do. I think even if uh, Kokak's total drops, Sanks, Jenks, however we pronounce it, and I'll make sure by the time the world's rolls around, I, I think even if it's total drops down a 962.5, that's a hell of a lot of horsepower. I don't care how much you baby oil my legs or whatever the heck we're doing with the weights. If you have the horsepower to move 962.5 in the gym for gym lifts, we're talking another gear. Um, so if we size them down, how much size down from 962.5, even if that was gym lift quality, do we need to go? And I think the second place finisher is going to be Tony Cliff. I think his top end is around 920, 925. Do I think the baby oil and all the fucking rest of it brings him down 40 kilo off that kind of horsepower? I don't. I think even if he does get sized down and he's far more mortal when he shows up, I just can't see it being that big of a drop. However, if it's a something unforeseen, like, oh my God, he's going to, you know, the weight cut is something brutal and um, unforeseen. And we're talking bombing out territory. Like this is disaster strikes. I don't think disaster is going to strike. This young man has been to worlds before and traveled and done this before. I don't think so. You really have to predict for, in my books, the worst case scenario for him uh, not winning. So I have him in first. I have Tony Cliff, ever the, the veteran, the returning world champion coming in silver. And I think um, Constantine's going to come in in the bronze but uh, Bryce Karachek is a bit of a wild card for me because, um, yeah, we haven't seen him go full out at 120 in the classic. I th so he's he's a bit of a wild card there. I don't think he's going to make enough to to grab a medal and cover ground like that. But I wouldn't if someone said I think he could. I wouldn't say you're crazy, Rory. Am I crazy? Very much the same analysis. Like I think Kick's going to be down on the 962. But like how much down is the question? I think on a really good day, Tony Cliff might have as much as 930, right? Like the uh, the British meet that he did a week ago, 917, like nine for nine. It wasn't easy, but like it wasn't absolute limit either. Um, so like depending depending how much is there, he could, I, I think he could go as high as 930. Chank not down from 962, right? Did that at. 127 which is like not an insignificant weight cut even at that size um you know injured travel uh like all that stuff uh, but but do i think he loses more than 30 kilos from doing that probably not but um it's far from a foregone conclusion like there's some classes where it's like unless this person truly fucks up they've got it this is not one of those classes 
And then third, yeah, I've got, got Constantine um, with Bryce Krocek, uh probably close behind. I reckon he's probably fourth. Like I think he probably had five to 10 on his squat, maybe seven and a half to 12 and a half on his deadlift, which would get him into the low 900s. Um, maybe, maybe 900 if his bench takes a little hit on his bench as well, um, which would be enough to push some people, but probably not enough to actually get onto the podium. That's pretty much how I've seen it. It Wait, is. He's, pu- he's pulling for a medal. Yeah, I think like he, he like he already has the world record deadlift. So unless someone else breaks that world record deadlift, he's putting on whatever he needs for a medal. If it's within, if, if it's within reach, if it's within yeah, reach, he'd load four fifteen yeah. to get a medal. Yeah, of course he would. Also, yeah, Chank, okay. Chank, also, Chank, also, Chank has that four hundred pull. I know he's at one twenty seven, but he did four hundred a second, and then it shows a miss at four twenty. So who knows? Maybe that day he had four hundred five in him, four hundred seven point five. Also, that was from February. So who knows how much he's dropped the weight since February to be more on point. So maybe, you know, Bryce has to decide, like, you know, maybe he has to chip Chank's world record or maybe um, he goes for placing, depending on where it is. He can play with it. But in talking to him, it seems like he's not focused on going, this is the year I have to, you know, win and have to do whatever it takes. He's willing to, you know, put time back in for classic and build back up and get up there. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. It is, it is, there, there is, I don't know if there's a, a number one nomination with a lead like that on nominations that, that, that doesn't have more question marks around them. I think that can be said. And I think we'd all agree. We don't see a number one nomination with a 55 kilo lead on the next person. And there isn't more question marks than there is around Kokak. That's why it is intriguing. And with a weight cut travel, a little untidy with his lifts and possibly injured. <laughs> I mean, it's not out of reason. Tony cliff doesn't upset him and become back-to-back champ. Uh, I, wanna, I actually want to throw something, throw something out that we haven't mentioned at all, but I think all of us are kind of assuming that being the middle of a global pandemic, right? Like COVID rates right now are higher than they were this time last year when we were, we were thinking about worlds um, like, like globally. Um, even the classes that feel like foregone conclusions there is every possibility that the people that we think are definitely going to win uh, get COVID and, and test positive and aren't even allowed in the venue, right? Like, or, or their country has to go into a lockdown in the next three weeks and they can't even leave their houses, like let alone go to another country to lift. Um, so like, that's, that's a question mark that we probably need to put on every single lifter. Um, yeah, of course, right. As, but like, except for the ones, the ones that, except for the ones that live in Helmstead, basically. Right. Yeah, like, right, unless, unless you live in Sweden, like there is still a what twenty percent chance that you don't even get into the country at the moment. <laughs> uh, like, so you could you could basically roll a dice on every single one of these lifters, and so if you bad. roll a one, like you're just out. Bye. Ale- you know, Alexander <laughs> in the seventy fours, Gustav in the ninety threes, just start betting the house. On. It might just be the Sweden show, right? Like, <laughs> even for the classes that feel like foregone conclusions. Fair enough. It had to be said. It's true. Um, let's move on to the 120, 120 pluses, fellas. We're into the big men, and there are some familiar names here. Moving over from uh, the equipped, we have an all-time great in Andre Kovalov, multiple-time world champion, world games champion, freshly into the Raw Classic division. Um, so his nomination is at a, a 942.5. However, he's just moving into the Classic, and we expect that likely to move up 
Um, all, also David Lupak moving over and um, with a nine thirty, and he won. When did he win the the? Uh, when equipped, I think four years ago. Was it four years ago? Okay, so yeah, we, yeah. we got we got some world champions moving over from the equipped class, and then moving up is a world champion in the classic Eric Willis from Canada, the first Canadian to win an open world championship. Moving up from the 105s into the one, or sorry, from the 120s into the 120 pluses, uh, posted up a big nine, uh, 950 total. But we have a newcomer. He's a junior, but he's a number one nomination. He's a little green, but he's posted up by far the biggest total. Um, his 1020 actually is beneath what he could be at his top end, depending on what you believe his top end might be. Uh, like, obviously, this is a huge meet for him. He's never faced this type of international champions like he's about to face. Three world champions now he's going to go head-to-head with. He's got to travel to the other side of the world. His coach isn't going to be with him. Time zone changes and everything on top of it. It's definitely going to be a, a character checker for him. What do you guys think is going to happen? Who wants to go first? I can go first because I think I'm going to talk some mad shit right now. Okay. Um, so Jesus Oliveras, I think, is the is the favorite to win. His best total is 1,055.5 kilograms. However, enormous question, uh, like asterisks on this one. Uh, clearly has the strength, but every squat that he's posted on Instagram has been like two inches high. Um, and his deadlift lockouts, even the ones where he's like, I'm working on my deadlift lockout, I'm working on my grip, have been questionable as fuck. Um, and I think that the IPF refereeing is going to bite him in the ass, um, right? Like we see this from time to time with American lifters, uh, the, the refereeing at US and the USAPL, uh, isn't always of the same standard as the refereeing at IPF worlds. Some people will say the IPF refereeing is, is too strict or that, that, you know, you have to squat just about till you hit the floor or whatever to, to, to get a squat in or whatever. Um, but like, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and I'm, I'm sure Arian would agree with me. Uh, also being a referee like it's consistent it's to the standard and if you don't meet the standard they will give you red lights they won't they won't let you scrape in with a like a a borderline lift uh sorry they won't let you scrape in with a borderline lift very often it's still you know mistakes still happen from time to time so Jesus Oliveras is my favorite to win I think the thing that is most likely to stop him from winning uh is if he can't get a squat in um, or can't get a deadlift in and and ends up bombing Um, that's what I what I think the biggest risk for him is. Um, Eric Willis, I think, is probably good for as much as 970. So I think he did a he did a 935.5 in Pan Ams in August. That was very recent. When was that? Like three weeks ago, maybe. Um, and it was pretty cruisy. Um, and I think he's good for a lot better than that. So I've, I've had a look at what he's been up to. And I'm thinking high, you know, mid to high 900s as, as possible for, for Eric. Um, and Andre Konovalov, uh, ROC lifter, uh, did a May 942.5, which was a 40 kilo PR based on, on his last classic, uh, total, which I think was, uh, two years earlier than that. Um, I didn't see that, uh, but the rate of progress there is, is pretty high. And, and I, you know, I think you guys were saying before he's, uh, come over from, from the equip side. Right. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my, my top three picks. Um, and that's my shit talking done. Well, not super shit talking. Um, because you're Sorry, still, picking, I spice up, it up? You're yeah. still <laughs> picking them in the window. 
you actually you're saying might, but you, you but you still think he's gonna win it. You, I, he's your I'm, gold medal pick. He's my gold medal pick. But like if if we put a confidence as a percentage on it of him winning, some of the classes, the confidence of the person winning is 80% plus, right? Like the probability that Jessica Bittner wins the 76ers is like, I don't know, 85% or something, right? Like if so, something would have to really go wrong for that to 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 not be what happens. Um this one. It's it's more like I'm 50% sure that Jesus Olivares is gonna gonna win. Mm. Uh, there's a small chance that that someone who I haven't seen much on or, or don't know much about is gonna come in and, and hit like a 1,050 kilo total and just wipe him out on pure strength. Um, and there's a reasonable chance that he is gonna go four for nine or he's gonna bomb or something like that. And and he's just simply not gonna be put up be able to put up a total anywhere near the 1,055.5 that he has done before. Fellas. What's your, what's your impression of what you just heard? I agree with Rory completely. Um, so I think Eric is, I think Rory's pretty much right on point with that, like, you know, 970, 980 for Eric Willis. Um, Konovalov, um, he pretty much does Russian classic nationals every year and posts up about a 940, 942, 937. Um, just kind of goes out there and has fun with it and just does it. You know, so I think one year he did a 900, but, you know, he's, he's pretty much done the last four or five years, whatever. And it's pretty much been the same total every time. Um, dudes, he is the, yeah, he's just, he's been around. He's in the hall of fame. He knows how to win. He knows he's going to win. Oh, I got Konovalov, I got, so I have Konovalov coming in first. I have Willis coming in second. And Jesus coming in third, strictly from what Rory said. If, if listen, if Jesus goes nine for nine, he's winning this thing. Yeah, I just don't see it happening based off of the videos that I've seen. Based, you know, it's just I don't see it happening. Holy it's going to be a, a a one for three, a three for three, and a one for three kind of day. I think. It, and I really hope it doesn't. Ha- I really hope it doesn't happen. I really hope it doesn't happen because I want to see a huge total come out. And but I just. As we his speak coach, now, his coach isn't going to be there. I don't know who's going to be handling him. You know, his coach won't be there. I don't know what kind of support system he's going to have. He's, you know, first time international. He's only ever done one national meet. Everything else has been local stuff. He's going against, you know, three world champions. Guys have done world games. Guys, you know, like, yeah, I just, you know, I, the pedigree I, is I amazing. I just don't see it happening. I think there's too much going against him going into this meet. You know what? Okay, listen. I thought Jesus wept. <laughs> okay, Jesus Arian, wept. you go. You Jesus wept. You go first, Arian, and then and then I'll talk. All uh, right. Yeah, I think you know. Aside from the top three, it's also going to be interesting. Just the battle between you know four through seven or four through eight. The uh, Iranian guy, Mehdi Mafi, he's done at eight ninety five. He did that uh, Iranian me in July, but. He got DQ'd. I guess, you know, he missed a deadlift and bombed out or something happened where it shows a squat and bench. It doesn't show his deadlift. So he might be in that 900 range. You have um, Steve Ringoot, who's done 905 uh, a few, uh, seven months ago. So he'll be in that range as well. Uh, then I think it's going to be David Lupak. I think it's going to drop a bit. He did 898.5 his last meet. He took a big jump from second to third deadlift. So I think he'll be able to take something more conservative being a 915 or so range. Um, you have... Ruben Rico Martin at 922.52 years ago. So I'm guessing, you know, his numbers have gone up since then. 
um, and he's listed only at the 922. So I think he could be, you know, 930, 940. Who knows how far up he is? You have uh, Dimitro Vovic, is how I pronounce it. He did the Iranian meet as well, 935. I don't know how difficult that was. So it's possible he can push 935 to 950. He's also coming up from the 120s also. So he, he, he was a 120 for his junior career. And then he bumped into the 120 plus, you know, now. So. Yeah, he bulked up for 120 though, 141 in two years, yeah. and and then <laughs> and then somehow you know May he was 141, July he was 130. So I wonder what happened. Maybe he got COVID, maybe something got sick or something like that, and dropped 10 kilos. But hopefully he's eating back up. He could be 935, 950, which is gonna put pressure now on Eric and Andre to make lifts and and be above 950. So they have to watch out for Dimitri come from behind him. I disagree with Rory on uh, Eric Willis's numbers being easy. The squat was easy because he missed his first on depth and he retook it, then went 310 on his second, which was probably his original planned second. So that was easy. Maybe he has 10 more kilos and then 15 more. The bench looked difficult to me. Again, easy press command because it was the same head judge as Bryce had. And the Delft looked pretty close to a max to me. And the bench and Delft are his PRs, um, classic PRs. So I don't think he has much left in him in the bench and Delft. The bench may take a little bit of a hit. The squat obviously will have more. So I think he can push into 950. I don't think he can push into 970. I think Andre Konovalov can push into 970 because um, he has the experience. He's learning more raw. He's getting his technique down, building that bottom end strength. And his best numbers were all in different meets. So the 370 was in one meet. The 245 bench was in one meet. You know, his 352 Delif was another meet. So now if he puts it all together, which he can do on game day, I think he's going to put, you know, 10 kilos, 15 kilos on a squat. He's going to put, you know, 15 kilos on his deadlift. Next thing you know, he's in 365 to 370 range. So then it comes to our boy Jesus, which is, yeah, a little bit questionable um, with the grip. And I agree, the training he's been putting, if he does like a 270, grip is perfect. If he puts up like, you know, the higher singles, the 300 plus, grip is looking a little suspect still to me. Uh, the thing is, is like, how smart will they be to go conservative on the squat? conservative on the first deadlift to lock in and then go from there um the other thing i noticed now that bill and rory mentioned the depth is that 2019 he weighed 153 2020 he weighed 157 and then all of a sudden 2021 167 so he put 10 kilos of body weight which typically leads then to depth being an issue so what's he going to weigh in at worlds is that going to hurt his depth but i think if he they pull back five or ten kilos on squat make sure you get your depth in cruise on bench, pull back 10 to 15 kilos on Delif, make sure you get the grip in, you're still going to be at 990 to 1,000. And I think Andre's going to be at 970. So I think you can lock in the win by the way and then just go bigger numbers there. Like the 1020 he did at Nationals is because he missed a second and third Delif. He only got the 345. So he doesn't need a 400 Delif. So, so it sounds to me like, Arian, like you're saying that this is going to be an ego check for him one way or another, right? Like either he opens lighter than he possibly expects, you know, he's not as strong as he thinks he is. Um, and that's an ego check or he doesn't. And he misses a lot of attempts. Yeah. Like, you know, he opened with 395 at nationals on squat open with 375. Make sure you get the first one. He opened 345 on deadlift at nationals, maybe open 325, 335. Cause he jumped from 345 to 370. So he feels comfortable taking big jumps Do 325, 350 and then like you know 375 or something like that if your grip is holding um so i think it's going to be jesus first possibly with a lower total just to get the win andre second with a big jump in total and uh your boy the canadian eric wilson third 
So I'll say this. Since you guys were talking about this, I went to Jesus's Instagram to be like, I mean, two inches high. I was like, what? I don't remember two inches high. I don't think I saw two inches high. I saw I saw a squat where there was a hip shift and he talked about it. And I think he was a little jockey, a little funny at the bottom. But most of his squats didn't look quite as bad as that. Um, however, I think at the world championships, you don't, I think it's your first world international travel, the whole nine. I think you do play conservative when you had this kind of lead, but you're against guys with that kind of championship pedigree. You got to respect them. And, um, you take a note from some other lifters that have gone to worlds and bombed out, especially when size has been getting bigger and bigger and your levers are changing on you with the squat. Well noted the area. I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to get in an easier opener and just kind of, cr- why wouldn't you? Why do, well, why do you think that? But why do you think that there's, there's, I mean, I don't know who's coaching, who's coaching him there. You don't want to know why I think is there by himself? Bell. You want to know why is, I think is, that? Is, because is, I think okay, so I'm going to fucking Gene, move is, into his DMs and I'm going to tell the kid, please do this, cinch it up and then play on your thirds. So now basically you're trying to affect the, the results. Of the I don't know. I don't know if he takes extra videos of his training, but maybe you should slide in his DMs right now and tell him, start filming your squats from the side from the front does nothing. Well, I mean, uh, maybe all his training, all his Instagram videos are from the front. I mean, yeah. and don't get your friend to check your depth, get someone who cares about your performance, but doesn't care about your feelings on the day to look at the depth for you. Um, like, don't don't show someone who, who's just going to tell you what you want to hear. Like send it to Arian. He's a cat to referee and he'll tell you exactly what's up. Sure. Sorry, Arian. I just vol- volunteered. Hey, he, he can't do that. He get, he'll get suspended. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not suspended. So. Yeah, send, send it to Rory. Um, I honestly, I think, I, I don't know. And, and I did see the one deadlift you guys are referring to, but I seen another deadlift where it looked good. I see it one deadlift where it, it was a, a stitch shaky, but I think, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he, he should be all right for the gold medal. Even if uh, hopefully he just plays a little conservative things do come into play. Hopefully he doesn't have a Jonathan Keiko situation where it's an, Oh my God, you know, this is like the toughest competition of my life. Like Jonathan Keiko had at the U S raw Nats. I mean, if you heard that podcast, he walks you through it and it sounds almost horrific when the way he describes what he's feeling. Hopefully Jesus doesn't feel that, but I think Jesus even if he did go down like that, just like Jonathan Keiko, I think he'll be able to lock the win because his lead is big enough unless he bombs. I don't think he's going to bomb. Um, so I got Jesus, I got Konovalov, and then I got Eric Willis. I think, Arian, I agree with your assessment that Konovalov will probably step up. The guy's a multiple-time world champion. I do think previously, well, he's on the podcast and he said it, he was playing with Raw, but he never fully dedicated to Raw. I mean, in the training, he just take off the gear and hop in there. But now he's straight up having full on training camp, completely raw and changed around his training towards it. This is the first time he's done that. So he anticipates his total goes up. Um, so I think his total goes up, not enough to surpass Jesus, but enough to lock in silver. I think Eric Willis is my pick for a bronze. I think his total. Yeah, I think it's around a 950 range. I don't think it's getting too much closer to a G. And I think that's how we're going to leave it off. But damn, after listening to the talk of the 120s and the 120 pluses, we got two top end nominations that have some question marks. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, now I'm now it's going to be interesting. 
Yeah, like I, I still picked him to win, but like I look at his Della from two days ago, 365, and it's clean other than depending on when the referee gives the down command, it depends on whether it was slipping out of his hand or if he felt his grip was good. But if you go to the one before that from September 2nd one, yeah. to 360, he moves his feet, he supports the bar on his thighs, and then he also doesn't get his shoulders back. So that would have never passed. So that's 360. So it's like, okay, well, how low do you start to make sure you get one perfect standards? No problem. We'll see. I saw the exact same thing. When you guys are talking all this, I'm like, really? And then I looked back, I saw the 365. I'm like, I'm comfortable with that, I think. Uh, again, it depends when you get the down command. Then I went back another deadlift day and saw the 360. I was like, wow, shit. Okay, I can see if that's when Roy's talking about that wouldn't pass. So then there's then soft knees. There's shoulders that are four to the bar. There's like ramping. Like it's, like, I, don't, like, I don't know if it's held that long. Like it wouldn't have it passed. Just, it just seems up and down. Like you go back to August 27th. I'm looking at his 355. Looks good enough to pass. But then right. you go back to August 19th, first 315. He even posts that, like, you know, he couldn't hold on to the bar. He just dropped it early, never even finished the lift. So it yes. seems like in that 350 to 365 range, he's having issues where previously he was able to hold 400, no problem in a local meet. That's weird that. Um, I mean, it, it could be grip issues. Like, you know, you have smaller hands, you put on more body weight. It's more difficult to hold on to that bar. Yeah. Your thighs are bigger. It's ripping out of your hand as you're trying to pull it up right? Your levers change. And that's what it is, is his body is 10 kilo bigger and he's consistently beginning bigger, bigger. And we know the bigger you get wider, the heart, the, the squat, you levers fall. Change. you're right, brother. You're right. <laughs> that? The bigger you get, the harder you fall. That's you got it. <laughs> but, um, Frank, man, this is going to be interesting. Now, <laughs> some of these, some of these, uh, top end favorites, it's looking a little more dicey, isn't it? Um, well, there it is, fellas. We dusted off the men's and uh, now we have, we have some question marks. Everybody's got to tune into the IPF world championships to see how these questions get answered. Um, is there anything else that we should throw out there? Well, I was going to say before they tune into the championship, they're going to have to tune into our fantasy league picks episode That's to right. see how dicey we think each weight class really is. And this is where we give our confidence points and you're going to see just how much confidence we have. We gave you our picks we hinted at it, but we're really going to give a numerical value to how much confidence we have to each one of our picks. And uh, if you're going into the fantasy league, it'll help you make your picks as well. But even if you're not going in the fantasy league and you listen to these, it helps you know, like what, what are the showdowns looking like? What are the weight classes that's going to be, you know, we, we might see some battles. We might see some interesting outcomes. So until then, my friends, I hope you enjoyed and wherever you're listening to subscribe, give us high ratings, etc. Six-pack lap it at and the fellas. Peace.